Hey loves, my name is Savvy. And I'm Hannah. And my name's Tawan. And this is season two of the Recommiss Podcast. A safe space where we share our stories to show those who feel hopeless that they also have the strength to move forward. Now listen here, this ain't for everybody, but it's for somebody. So let's get into it. And start pressing play. Hey loves, my name is Savvy. It's your boy Tawan. And we got Charity with us here this week. Um, it's so it's so awesome to be back on the podcast. And I've been going for a little minute, but I'm back now, baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, well, we are missing our girl Hannah. She is missed. You know, but this week we got something awesome for you. Um, Miss Charity's gonna give us some good stuff this week. I'm excited. I'm so excited. But first, we'll have Miss Charity introduce herself. So tell us about who you are. I am Charity. I'm from St. Louis originally. I yeah, uh, grew up Louis. in some other parts of Illinois too, by way of Collinsville, Fairview Heights. Uh, I now reside in Greenville. Actually, I think it's been four years, which is insane. Wow. Uh, but I work at Greenville University as the Student Success and Culture and Diversity Specialist. Mm-hmm. I'm also over the Diversity Scholarship Mosaic, which is really awesome. So mm-hmm. for the is. last like couple years, that's what I've been doing. I came here to work for Eden's Glory. Um, Our offices were here. So that's how I came to Greenville. That's how I found out about Greenville. Um, And it's been an awesome experience. Yeah. Awesome. You're I didn't know know you in St. Louis and in Collinsville. Yeah, so my dad was military. So we actually lived on base at Scott. Uh, I think we probably moved off base when I was, I don't know, maybe three or four. I actually remember that even it being so, like, I was so young. Mm-hmm. But we lived in Fairview Heights for five years after we moved off base in Belleville. And right. then after Fairview, we lived in Collinsville for another five years. That's so crazy. I'm an Illinois baby just as much as I am a St. Louis baby. So, believe. come on now. You better Period. believe. You better believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I rep both. Awesome. Yeah, I do. That's awesome. Yeah, both places are home. I feel that same for me. Same yeah. for me. Like, Ludaloo. She's very so excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, like I, I, I've never had nobody share that same kind of testimony. For me, mm. so that's, that's just cool. Yeah, that's I love it. So cool. so well, that's so great. Cool. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Charity <laughs> <laughs> because I am not good at school. <laughs> But it's been an honor to support you. Yes, mm. because our interactions were not the best at first. They were not. So fun fact, fun story. <laughs> we connected, what was it, a year ago, last school year? And she sent me a rather unsavory email that I had to address like a mom. Um, okay. Like, who you think you're talking to, little girl? Little oh, um, girl. <laughs> but this is what we're going to do because this is the kind of support that you need. So either you want it or you don't. Mm. Hey, but, um, but she got it together. It Listen, yeah, I don't send angry emails anymore. That's right. We've been working on her email communication. Yes. This is how we talk. This is how we the get what we like, need based on how we read, communicate. You want me to read that before you send that? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's it's been great. I think in the beginning, you probably, I, I can't, I won't say that you didn't like me, but okay, you struggled. I thought, okay, if I'm, <laughs> being, let's talk about it. Come if on. I'm being completely honest. Kay. I only knew you off of email, so I didn't True. know what you looked like. So I True. thought you were just some old white lady. <laughs> I'm so for real. I what? thought you were, so I just was like, leave me alone. Like I don't want to meet <laughs> with you. But yeah. So for the sake of the listeners, I am a 32 year old black woman. <laughs> I am I just, not a, a white old lady. Just like off, <laughs> off of just like the email, I was like, oh, like. And there was probably no picture of me yeah. like on the website, so, so you know didn't know who, who I was. was. Yeah. So well, that's fair. That's not an excuse, but like, <laughs> it's not. It? But, but amen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> safe space to be honest, like I always say. Hey, hey that's what this is too. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. But you already know how we get it going, ladies. I got a game for you, okay? So this is a kind of a word association game. You got to be quick on your feet. Oh, boy. I'm going to ask you a category, whether it's a soda type, soda brand, whether it's a cereal brand, whether it's artists. You got to be as quick as you can. So I'm going to ask Savannah. So basically, it's a versus match. So Sam, oh, my goodness. Be like, all right. Me versus Sav? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I'm going to say phone, uh, phone provider brands. <laughs> And you gotta you name you gotta name brands just like that. You should start with that. <laughs> you got about maybe a half a second and a half to sip some off your head. Oh my god! But you cannot repeat somebody else's. Okay. And you cannot hesitate. 
Mm. So be so bad. <laughs> Did we say it at the same time or okay? So, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go charity. So we go, I'm say, um, colors. Oh, colors. Okay. I don't want no, I just want colors. Just colors. Ready? Okay. So she, you gonna go, then she gonna go as fast as you can. Ready? Okay. Go. Rojo Azul in Spanish. Blue. Wait. I just said the color <laughs> it's she okay. said. But does it count if she you says it in Spanish? So she, she'll say her first. So you'll say red. Uh-huh. And she'll say. So she can't say the same color as me. I'm too slow for this. Okay. Be fast then. Make the brain work, girl. This is our practice round. Practice round. So I'm going to say blue. Red. Orange. Purple. Black. Yellow. Green. White. Purple. <laughs> Brown. Pink. Orange. Teal. Gold. Rose gold. Uh, <laughs> and it's that simple. Is it gonna do, we'll do like two, three. I'm glad that was practice round because oh, yes. I definitely ran out of colors right after hey, right. that. Hey, look, look. I'm looking at this picture on the wall like, mm. you, gotta be, you, gotta be, you gotta be quick. You gotta be quick. Yeah, she's lucky. She had the colors right her. I'm looking at a white wall. All right, back, back, back. All right, here we go. Here we go. Soda brands. Three, two. Savvy, so go first. Go. Pepsi. Sprite. Ginger ale. Mountain Dew. Coke. Squirt. Ski. Cherry Ski. Cherry Coke. Dr. Pepper. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there she go. Blank. There she, I don't even drink soda, though, so I don't know. There she goes. There she goes. Um, you, gotta, you got one? Got what? You got to like, you gotta, like For a, YouTube? a topic. I'll take I'll take All right. I'll oh, take let me think. Um... Capitals. Oh, like man. state capitals? State? Yeah. Oh, we're, we've lost. <laughs> we both have lost. So what? I just feel like that'd be really entertaining. Right. Oh, okay. this is definitely gonna be entertaining because I can only think of maybe one, <laughs> two. I got two. Hey, at least I didn't get it. We probably got the same two. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> state capital, Illinois. St. Louis. <laughs> it's not a state capital, but it's not. It'd have been Jefferson, Missouri. I know. I know. All right, ready? Okay. Let's go. Jefferson, Missouri. Springfield. That's literally all I got. <laughs> That's, all I, That's got. all I got. That's all I Jeff, got. Jeff City and oh, Springfield were the only two I thought why I know so. capitals is because of doing it with the fourth graders. Because before mm-hmm. that, I didn't know any of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know a lot. I'm going to be honest. That's okay. I can do states. Easy. Definitely can do states. Okay, let's do states. All right. Ready? You start? Yeah. Illinois. New Mexico. Missouri. Texas. Florida. Washington State. Georgia. New Jersey. North Carolina. New York. South Carolina. Virginia. Tennessee. Alabama. Wisconsin. Florida Island. Washington, D.C. It's California. Maryland. Ohio. Virginia. Indiana. Dakota. South and North. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes was closed. Brain was starting to hurt. I was like. <laughs> I was struggling. I ain't gonna lie. I was struggling. I bet. Shabby, you ready? What you got for us? I'm gonna take off. Oh my. Hmm. I need a dub, man. I need a dub. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. What about names of cars? Ooh, like car brands or just cars in general? It could be both. So, like Mustang, Ford, Toyota, Ch- Challenger, she just gave Charger. Us so many. Now I know the names of cars. You ready? So, it could be both. All right, ready? Yep. Go. Toyota Camry. Mercedes. Aston Martin. Nissan. A Jeep. Ladies think, and gentlemen. Think about your own car. <laughs> Nissan. Okay. Okay, we, we still in the game. Uh, Come on, a couple more. Ultima. Give us a couple more. Ultima. That's, That's a thing Nissan. She said. Oh, man. Give us another one. Uh, Volkswagen. Okay. Motorcycle. Ooh, Cadillac DeVille 89. Okay. Wait. That's my first call. Old school. Second okay. Call. Second call. Come on, Sag. Give us something bougie. Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> you said Mercedes already. I lost. I don't know. I was ready. I was like, what? Oh, I could have said Tesla. Mm. There you go. I think you get the dub on that. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, yeah, one more. One more. We're gonna do this will be a group one. This all right, one, okay? all right. Singers in general, oh. genre, just singers. Okay. All right. 
go first. Whitney Houston. Uh, Celine Dion. Michael Jackson. Jacqueline Carr. J Lo. Chris Brown. Ashanti. Uh, Oh, great heavens. Dude, I can't think right now. <laughs> what the heck? Um, somebody. <laughs> she said somebody. That's probably the name of a song. Yeah. Selena Gomez. Tasha Cobbs. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Why is it Justin Timberlake? Karen Clark Sheard. Justin Bieber. Kiki Sheard. Take off. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh my goodness, no. <laughs> too soon, Tawan, too soon. It was in my head. Okay, I'm not See, and he's not a singer. But uh, oh, we weren't very specific. Okay, okay. I'm going to give you the dub on that because okay. I just drew a blank. I was like, <laughs> I said Migos, so I was going to name them all off. But mm. that's the game. You play with your family in the car. You can play with your friends. Like It's a slight game. Like If you're done right, you'll have a good time. A good time. But anyway, we're going to get right into it. So, Ms. Charity, I have a question for you. The right. topic of this whole series has been intentional healing. So, okay. can you share with Oof. us what does it mean to you? What does intentional healing mean to you? What does it look like? What is your own story of it? Take your time. Such a big question. And the first thing that comes to mind is the last four years of my life. Mm. That's been intentional healing for me. Um, I don't know how much time we got here today, but... Uh, we're at 11 minutes and we record hour long episodes. All right. I definitely got enough of that. <laughs> I would say, I mean, if I just, if I broke down the word, like intentional is something that you do with purpose. Yeah. And it's not something that you do like haphazardly. Yeah. Like, yeah. so whether or not I wake up every day of the week and I decide, okay, today I want to heal or today, God, what do you have for me? Yeah. I grew up in a Christian home, uh, which does not mean that I'm a Christian, that I was a Christian growing up. Right. However, being in a Christian environment helped to shape who I am as a person now, um, what I believed, but then also what I was able to experience growing up in a Christian household mm -hmm. um, and also going to church because I grew up going to church too. And so I would say that for me, so if I'm talking about healing, healing is very much connected to who I believe God is and who God mm -hmm. is to me mm -hmm. and my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that there is no hope of healing for someone with outside of God. Mm -hmm. And so that might be a hot take. That might be something that not everybody believes in us. Okay. But that's right. been my experience Right. Yeah, for sure. um, that without having God, I don't think that I would have experienced the amount of healing that I have to date. Mm -hmm. And so, I think off the bat, I would say that I'm super grateful for the healing that I have experienced. Yeah. And I think healing looks different to everyone based on their experiences. I know for me, like if I was to go like way back, way back, um, there were some things that I encountered in my childhood that nobody should encounter. Um, there was some abuse there. And I think that I didn't know what it was because with abuse also comes shame. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that was something that I experienced in emotion was shame. And I was young that I couldn't even name that it was mm -hmm. shame that I was dealing mm -hmm. with. And so because you think that it's your fault. Yeah. And so um, I remember not wanting to talk about it because I didn't think that I would be believed. Mm -hmm. And so I carried that for several years. And I think by the time that it all kind of came out and there was some discussion about it within my family, I had reached a point where I had had so if I could say like the pain associated with the shame of knowing like this thing was wrong but yet it was still happening and the person involved not thinking that I would be believed because this person was older than me the person was an adult and so why would they believe me a child and so I think things kind of started for me way back then and so like fast forward um, several years it was just it wasn't something that was dealt with I can say that it was just something like we discussed as a family there was prayer about it um and like did I feel okay did I feel safe again in some ways yes because I was young so it was I feel safe enough now that it's not a secret anymore mm -hmm. my parents knew about it um there were other important people in my life that knew about it and so I felt safe I felt like I was covered if that right. makes sense right. and so life went on hit right. teenage years hit young adult life and then there was an instance that happened again with the same person and I was like now hold on I'm grown now. I don't have to deal with no shame. What we're not going to do is this. Right. 
So addressed it, addressed it with my parents like immediately. And I was old enough that I could leave the house. Um, and so left the house. I don't mean like leave in a bad way, but like I left the house because the person was at my home. Right. And so that situation was different. And it was like everything kind of like came out then. But I would say between when this happened and the years that it happened, growing up through teenage years, something that God dealt with me about was forgiveness. Mm. When I was younger, it was so easy for me to forgive. Right. Um, I can't even tell you why. It just was easy. I understood the concept of forgiveness. And so it wasn't difficult for me to say, like, yes, I forgive you. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later when I fast forward to current life, because currently I'm struggling with forgiveness, but we're going to get to that. So, but back then it, it wasn't hard. And so I knew that forgiveness was for me and it wasn't about the other person. Yeah. And so regardless of the fact that I knew what this person did was wrong, I also understood that there was likely something going on in that person's life that caused that person to make the decisions that they made. And so yeah. that created empathy yeah. in my heart for that person, for that individual. And so that made it easy to forgive because abusers or people who inflict pain on other people also have, yeah. they have internal yeah. things going on in themselves. And yeah. so I was in a place where I could be empathetic and I could be compassionate. And I think that is something that the Lord taught me through this situation is how to be compassionate for others who have their own pain. Mm -hmm. They may be inflicting pain on others, but they have their own stuff that they're dealing with. And so it was easy for me to just forgive that individual. And so time went on. Um, also, like I saw this person all the time. So it wasn't like they abused me and then I saw them never again. Like I saw them all the time. We were in the same like community together. And so did that make it difficult when I was younger? 100%, yes. Um, and there were other points in my life where I was like, ugh, I really don't wanna be around this person. Right. But the forgiveness piece is really how I made it through that situation. And so kinda fast forward a little bit, I started to get into, I can't even think of what year this was, maybe 2014, um, which is, excuse me, at this point, it's probably been a while, but 2014, I think is probably where this began, but I started to lose a lot of really important people in my life. My grandmothers had passed away, both of them uh, pretty, I would say close together. Um, they both had like health situations going on um, around the same time. They knew each other, um, in-laws, but knew each other. Right. And so I lost both of them. I lost a cousin, he was 19, pretty tragic death. Uh, he died with his girlfriend. And um, just the way that that happened, if you guys remember when cars came out with the really really bright lights that look blue yeah there was a car coming around a corner that blinded him and his girlfriend lost control of the car and it, it was just it was just tragic and we had not lost a family member in my family that young like 19 is really young to lose your life and so I remember hitting the age of 19 and he was the first person that I thought of. I was like man my cousin he didn't make it past 19 but I made it to my 19th birthday and I just remember being super thankful I'm like Lord anything could have happened to me anything but I'm, I was thankful and so I think something else that I just learned along the way was to be thankful for the little things like that seems big to be thankful for your life but to have to have a birthday growing up in the type of like world that we live in and type of culture that we that we um, grow up in taking life for granted like we just can't like life is precious and so I just, yeah, there were so many things I think I learned from those places of pain. And so I think that we don't often think about what can be learned from pain. Like, mm -hmm. is there joy in suffering? Right. There is. Right. But I would say not most people would think, think that and or believe it, actually. But there was a lot of things that I learned that were positive, even though I was in these places of pain and cer certain things that happened to me. And I think, like, I've met plenty of people who have been abused that are just angry. Yeah because they're still holding on to it. They haven't forgiven. And so I think if, had I not forgiven, I would probably be angry right mm -hmm. now. Cause there's so many, it would be, it just, it eats you up from the inside out. Yeah. And so that's why it just, don't hold on to stuff, let stuff go. And I had trusted people in my life that I could talk to. Right. That was important. I just, I have a question. Yeah. You say it's like, you need to let stuff go. So what does it look like mm. to intentionally let it go? Man. For those who are holding on to things, for those who have these traumas, what yeah. does it look like to intentionally forgive and let go? Oh, that's a big question, but it's a really good question. I would say, and I, I preface this by saying I've never been to counseling. Mm. Not like the, the normal counseling, right. um, like, 
going to a therapist and having a right. sit down conversation on the couch. I've never had that. Those but are I, nice. Those are nice. I, I'm sure I'm sure those couches are comfortable too. So I'm not knocking it. Um, but I would say that I had a multitude of counselors around me. Yeah. I had wise people in my life that I not just confided in, but that I trusted. They were safe people that I could go to and talk to. And so some of them were people my own age. So like I had peer supports, if I can call it that. I had people that I could confide in that I knew had my best interests at heart. They were healthy people, but they were also people who had similar life experiences. And so they understood. Um, but then there was also the people who were older, who had a little bit more wisdom than I did. There were people that I could talk to even in my own church that I trusted. Right. And so I would say my counseling sessions uh, I had people, I had a mentor that I could go to and talk to about certain things. And so I, I would say letting it out, letting it go comes in different forms. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting with a person and talking to them about it, that is a form of letting it out yeah. because now it's not hidden. It's not a secret. Somebody knows about it. You've exposed it. Right. And so regardless of what that thing is, it could be abuse. It could be any manner of things, not holding on to it. So I also, one thing I used to do, and I still do to this day, is journal. I prayer journal, but I also just regular journal. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, if you feel like you're not at that place yet in your healing journey of whatever that looks like for you, to talk to somebody, write about it. Mm -hmm. I remember telling somebody, they were in transition, and I was telling them, I said, you know, you may not be able to tell this person who caused you this pain. You may not be able to have the conversation with them. I'm going to puke. You may not be able to have the conversation with the person, but yet you can still get it out because you still need to talk about it. Yeah. I said, so write it down. Right. Write a letter, whether it's to the person directly or it's just you just talking. Right. Write it down. Get all of your really raw emotions about the situation right. out. I said, you'd be surprised how freeing that is. Right. And so I've done that. I still do that to this day. Mm. I've got people who I feel like I can't have a conversation with because they're not ready and they're not open. And so I just write it down. She got death notes. <laughs> she be like, and you, and this, and you know, I'm so mad. I call you this. To, I heard. Like I ain't say to your face, but I can write it down. But I write it down. But 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 you need to get it out. Yes. And yes. so again, that's just one form. If you're not at the place where you're ready to talk to a physical person, yeah. whether it's a counselor or a parent or a trusted friend, write it down. Of course. Get yeah. it out. Now, when I say prayer journaling, what I mean by that. When I'm writing, it's in the form of a prayer, but it's also something I very intentionally pray over after I write it down. Mm. And so I'm gonna write it down, then I'm gonna give this thing to God. Mm. And so I would say, even in that, there's so much power yes. to prayer. Indeed. I've experienced the power of prayer. It's real. And so I know that if I take this thing to God, whether God changes it, I know and trust that Sometimes, like, God doesn't change the situation, but he's going to change you while you're in it. Because yep. there are still things in us that, you know, need to be worked out. Exactly. And so, um, man, just so many things that I've learned in learning how to let things go. Yeah. Now, have I let everything go? Whew, no. I'd sit here and lie to you if I told you that. <laughs> I can think of things right now yeah. that I need to lay down or I need to let go of or let this person go so that they can be free. Because, again, right. like, forgiveness is not about the other person. It's for you. But when we hold unforgiveness you're also holding them to that thing that they did yeah and so yeah it's it's, it's a lot of pieces a lot of parts there's so much but it's important oh. we yeah. gotta let stuff go because it eats us up from the inside it will it becomes toxic it will and then there's like this quote i don't even know who wrote who said the quote but it basically talks about you know, until you heal and become whole, you're going to bleed on people who didn't hurt you. Exactly. When I say, like, I see that everywhere. Yeah. I see it in the workplace. I see it in friendships. I see it in family. People are not ready to deal with stuff and face it head on. Yeah. And when they're not, they hurt other people. Exactly. So it's like, listen, I'm sorry that little Susie hurt you right. on the playground when right. you were five. Right. And I don't say that it'd be funny, but like some stuff goes all the way back all to your childhood. Way back. All the way and back. when you're talking about healing, God heals from the root. Right. There, there's no surface level exactly. when it comes to healing. Exactly. And so I would say, like, are there things that because there are layers yeah. also to us. And like there are certain things that we've dealt with that there are a lot of layers that you got to work through. You ever try to pull up a root? You ever try to pull up a root? So much dirt. I mean, you there's a lot. Yeah. And every root go down deep. Mm. 
So there are certain things like we need healing. If I could say not just root level, but like molecular, cellular mm-hmm. level. Like, it's, it's deep-rooted stuff that people are carrying around. Yeah. And it's like when you see people and people say, like, oh, you have RBF. There's a reason people walk around and don't smile. There's a reason why people look angry. Because people dealing with stuff and they're carrying stuff. And they don't know how to let it go. But sometimes also they haven't been told how. Yeah. They haven't been taught how to let stuff go. Right. They've grown up in a society or in a household where it's like, you don't talk about what goes on in this house. Like, what goes on in here stays in here. Mm-hmm. Or it's you just... We don't talk to people. We don't trust people. And so we've grown up in this society of you just hold everything in. And so that just perpetuates more hurting people that don't know what it even looks like to be free. Mm -hmm. So like I would say this is going off topic of what your question was, but people who it's like people who don't choose healing. Because it's so, people get comfortable in the dysfunction. They get comfortable in the chaos because that's all they know. So in some way, there is safety in that. Because I know how to navigate this. I've been living in this world for a long time. So not not being in this, like, I don't even know what that looks like. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And I'll say, like, a little personal story. I just had a conversation recently with a family member. It was, like, the hardest conversation that I probably have ever had to date. Maybe not ever, but, like, it was very difficult. And it, it took me being in a place of humility to say, you know what? I recognize that I have hurt you. But it was because of my own pain, because of the own things that I had dealt with that God was just now starting to reveal. And so as he revealed, there is grace then for me to do whatever God said do. Now, I put it off for a while because I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. But I had to get to a place where I was like, you know what? The one thing the Lord spoke to me was, on the other side of this conversation is wholeness for you and the other person. Mm-hmm. Now, it's still even in God saying that it was still difficult oh, yeah. for me to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I would say I haven't even probably experienced all of the wholeness. Like when I say just had this conversation, I just had this conversation on Sunday or Monday, Monday. Like it was this was recent. It's Wednesday. Right. It's still fresh. Right. And so. We've got to get to a place where we become willing to face things. Mm. And out people, if people were to describe me, they would say that I'm a really strong individual. But even being strong, I struggled to face that. I struggled to deal with that head on because, again, I was dealing with my own. But then I also had to recognize that I've hurt this person and caused this person pain. Yeah. And so there is a piece of responsibility and accountability that we struggle as human beings to take on. Yeah. So, but we got to get to a place where it's like, you know what? Come hell or high water. I want to be whole. How much do you want to be whole? How much do you really? Do do you really? So, Mm. and it it takes a lot to get there. Mm. Oh, sacrifice. Because when when you're, first of all, healing is hard. But when you're healing, you also, you're like reliving the pain. Yeah. You're reliving it all. It's the same thing in counseling. Like Mm. they tell you all the time in having these conversations, like you're going to be triggered. Sometimes you got to go back to that place in your mind and your heart and your emotions. And that's difficult. That is really hard. But I'm going to tell you, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. And it doesn't feel like it when you're in it, but it absolutely is. So, yeah, I I think about when we are not ready to heal, because that's also another whole nother topic in itself. When we're not ready. And you want to respect the boundary of the person who's not ready. Yeah. There was a time. So this conversation, I wasn't ready. Yeah. I held on to this for a year. Right. I wasn't ready. And so, but God is gracious. Mm-hmm. And that's what I experienced. I experienced God's grace mm-hmm. in that season of I'm still processing all of this that God just revealed because, man, that's heavy. And I wasn't ready until I was. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this. I wasn't even fully ready, but I had to take courage. Mm-hmm. There was courage that was involved. Yeah. And so I had one of my um, family members that was like, okay, are, like, are you ready? No, I am not. Right. However, I am going to make the conscious decision to have this conversation tonight. Indeed. It just, it needed to happen. So, but we can't put Band-Aids on wounds if the thing that inflicted the wound is still there. Yeah. So I just recently was in a conversation where a person used this analogy of a bullet wound. Yep. And so you get shot, God forbid, 
and the bullet is still in there but we just put a band-aid on it we ain't cleaned it we ain't taking it out you just put a band-aid on it and it's just like why why would you do that there's no healing that's gonna happen and so um well like what's necessary like what do you need to do what's the process of how that thing becomes healed yeah and so you got to take the bullet out. You know how painful that is? <laughs> the movies depict it. It's very painful. Yeah, I can only imagine. I yeah. And I got a high tolerance for pain, but I, I still think that's going to be painful. Yeah. So you got to take the, the bullet out. You got to clean it. Yeah. You got to treat it. Yeah. Then you put the bandage on. And sometimes you got to let that thing breathe. Sometimes it, sometimes bullets break off in you. So you don't get that bad boy. It's so a, then there there is a, oh, what would we call that? Um... The word is escaping me. Shrapnel. Shrapnel and something else. There's something else that I'm thinking about. Collateral. Collateral damage. Mm. And then there's some damage that is like you feel you feel like it's irreparable. Mm. But but is it? With God, anything can be repaired Indeed. and healed and made whole. Indeed. But it doesn't mean that there may not still be like some damage. Yes. And so it yeah. There are things that you're going to learn as a result of it, but it doesn't mean the pain is not still there. Yeah. I remember sharing with somebody, you know, I was able to speak from this one experience that I had and not feel pain. Mm-hmm. And that is how I knew that God had brought healing in that area. So it was beautiful. It was wonderful. But it doesn't mean that I forgot. I still yeah. remember. Okay. I can tell you the whole story. I yeah. can tell you everything that transpired, but it doesn't hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when you're thinking about healing, and being made whole you're whole but it doesn't mean that like the evidence of what happened to you may not like it might it might still be there yeah. but it the damage of it it's not doing damage to you anymore right so yeah smoke i want y'all to, i'm gonna say this now make go sure, ahead come make on sure you go back and listen to everything she just said like yeah. there's so much there's so much gems and everything she said, like you can get, but got 10, 20 servers. <laughs> no, for real. And what she said. No, I, for real, I was like, I need to write that down. I mean, <laughs> it's, I, well, I'm just going to write down some of the stuff. It's just, she shared about even just the the community aspect of what you need to really have in tissue healing. The, the you courage. need community. You need people. Yeah. It, we talk it, about, well, I want to I have these people, these people. You got to have people you trust yeah. who are who are wise in your circle, who yeah. are uplifting you, and have older people who you're humble enough to tell them what's going on in your world. She, mm-hmm. showed, she told us how to be humble. You got to be humble to have intentional mm-hmm. healing. You got to have courage. Be bold and courageous. Yeah. This world will give you bits and pieces of what healing is, but she also just told you, you want to be really whole? You want to be really whole? Better get to know Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, I'm try- t- I'm not trying to be cocky about it, but I was like, No, Tawan, that's it. That is the message. Real. It's like, mm-hmm. it's real in the sense of like, this world will tell you, oh, well, you need to meditate. It's like, this is real. You need to meditate. You need to do all these different things. But ultimately, you still have a broken spot of you that you can't fix. Yeah. That you can't feel with with sure. friends, with with emotions, with meditation. There with alcohol some- or sex, like all these habits, mm-hmm. all these these things that people turn to that are, they're temporal. Yeah. That they don't bring satisfaction that is long lasting. They don't bring healing. You're not going to find what you're looking for at the bottom of that bottle. They leave scars. They, yes. They leave scars. All, all these things that we substitute for what we really need. And so really it, it goes to the core of what is it that people need? We need Jesus in a real way. And so there is, without him, there is something in your core that feels like it's missing because that spot was made for him. We were created to have relationship with God at the end of the day. And so whether we believe that or not, we are all seeking Jesus in all of these other ways. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we get down to the end of the row, like you didn't been through all of these things, You've been beat up by the world. You didn't, You got all these addictions. You've had all this trauma. Like, think trauma as a child mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. You got addictions. You got all these habits that you started. So you got all these layers yeah. of all this stuff that you got to work through. And sometimes, like, you need deliverance. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. But we need Jesus. We need him. Even, like, 
I've been in a relationship with God now for several years. I need him every day. Every day. I have not come to a place and will not come to a place where I've arrived where I don't need God. Yeah. Like I need him. Yeah. And so people are hurting yeah. and in pain. Yeah. People have been hurt by the church. People have been hurt by their family. People have been rejected by their family and by the church. People are hurting. But are we ready to actually have the conversation that restores the person to Christ? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. And so, so in chapel at GU, just recently, this was, I guess this was last week, yeah. we were in the topic of holiness, which everybody get real scared talking about holiness. And so, but the interesting piece that he talked about was wholeness. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be whole in order for God's holiness to be seen in us. And so, but we can, Jesus is the one that redeems us to wholeness. Mm. Because without Jesus, we are not whole right. people, W-H-O-L-E. Yeah. We were created to be in relationship with God. And if we are not, then we are in a broken state anyway. anyway. We're in a lost state anyway. And so if you've ever asked the question, why am I here? Why was I born? Mm. What, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? What's my purpose? Yeah. You were created to have purpose. You were created to be in relationship with God. Sorry, I'm just scratching my arm, but I did have a thought. <laughs> um, Come on. No, I just think that's just crazy because it's like, I like in my own experience, like I went through life like not, not really caring about whether God was real or not. So I just never acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. But like, as I've like, developed a relationship with the lord it's like you like look back at your life and then you realize like every like season that like he was even though it didn't feel like he was there like he was oh, yes. there like not you didn't have to feel his presence but like there were so many like occasions in my own life where we're, like i shouldn't even been like i shouldn't have been alive or like i shouldn't have ended in places that i've ended up like the fact that i like I'm here like that just things like that that helps you realize like all the places that God has shown up in your life yeah. and yeah. so like it's very easy to like sit in that oh like God doesn't show up for me like God doesn't like God abandons me or like God's mm -hmm. not really there but like if you really evaluate your life and like look back at it you can really like see like right. where he showed up and like yeah. where he wasn't even if you don't believe it like there's right. like a lot of like if you just rewind like yeah you have the people who blame God for what they've been through. Yeah. But I think just even to your point, I've worked in mental health for the last eight years. Awesome. And so I've worked with, I've had clients. So kids, young people, juveniles, all the way up to adults, male and female. And so I remember talking to um, one of my clients. This was some years back. And I remember the client saying that even though they had been through some really hard stuff, they didn't know what they believed about God, but felt like God was there because it could have been so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember the client saying like, I could be dead, like could have died so many times, but yet I recognized that God was there. Like there was something, someone that was keeping me safe, yeah. that was keeping me from dying or being killed. And so it's, it's amazing that even for those who don't believe, recognize that I'm being kept safe. Yeah. So, yeah. And like, we know these seasons are hard for you. Like, Man. That's, why, that's why we're having these conversations about it. Like, we want you to find wholeness. We want you to be better. Like, yeah. And this is part of the reason why we're talking about Jesus now, because for us who have been in spaces where we did not know Jesus mm -hmm. and the, the road looked dark and everything, mm. everything that we loved and we cared for no longer mattered. Yeah. We found a way out of the tunnel, not through our own self, but through the grace of the Lord. Yeah. It's through the grace of God that we all find hope. Mm -hmm. Still here. We talk about it. Like we talk about this wholeness and this and being intentional. To find Jesus is to be intentional. To to yeah. find healing is to be intentional. These these things are all intertwined. Yeah. We talked we talk earlier how, how everything's kind of woven together to heal itself. Your body is woven together to heal itself. Your mind heals its like you there's things that go together to work for the betterment of you. And you can't find true healing without the thing, without the one that intentionally made it all. The one that created you. I'm not I'm not trying to preach to you. But, but you I, are. But I'm trying to just be real hey, with you. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, I know there's a lot of probably people who aren't Christians who are listening to the episode, and we, we do bring up Jesus a lot and, like, the Lord. But at the same time, it's, like, one thing that I, I've said previously in the past is, like, if that's not something you experience, like, of course, we want God to meet you where you're at. But, like, at the same time, like, like in my own experiences, like, we, I've been there where, like, I felt like that's not what I needed at the time. But I do believe that he comes when you need him like at the exact moment that you need him because that's exactly what happened to me so like even if you don't believe it right now just click off the episode you don't have to listen but if you ever have that relationship with him and you want to talk about intentional healing you want to hear this conversation you can always come back yeah and and i think just knowing that god's a gentleman like he doesn't like barge down your door yeah come on like he sits where he meets he gives you the grace that you need and the season that you need yeah so you may not know him you may not acknowledge him but like to be where you are and to be breathing for you to say, Well, I could have been dead. Like that's that grace. Right. Yeah. Well, I could like I could be locked up still. Like that's that grace. Yeah. Like I couldn't be where I am. Oh, well, that's that grace. Well, it's just so many different things. So even in the dark season that you're in right now, mm-hmm. there is there the Lord is with you and there's a grace there for you in Absolutely. this season. There's something recently that God showed me. So I work with students now, mm-hmm. uh, which I absolutely love. That's so brings me so much joy. <laughs> um, even on the hard days, it's it brings me joy because I know this is where God has called me to be in this season of my life. And so super thankful for that. But I remember a lot of my students are athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an athletic bone in my body. But amen. <laughs> so I, I feel like I have learned so much about what it means to be an athlete, like what that life actually looks like. And it's, it's real different. They're real yeah. different. But I remember being at a uh, at an athletic event. I'm not going to talk about my students. So if I say the sport, whoever listens to this is going to know what I'm talking about. But anyway, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> I was sitting with one of my students um, who was kind of dealing with an injury and didn't talk to the student, didn't touch the student, just sat there. And so that seems like nothing, but fast forward to when I got home, I remember just sitting in the car because I was just chilling out. It had been a long day. I was just relaxing. And so I used to do that when I worked really long shifts. I just sit in the car and just like breathe, listen to music. And so I was sitting there and the Lord reminded me of that moment and just said, this is how I sit with people in pain. When I say that messed me up, told me up. Because I remember at one point in my life, I was that person and God sat with me in my pain. And so could could God have healed me like that? Absolutely, because because he's sovereign and he's all powerful. But also there are certain things that we have to go through in life. But the difference was that I'm in relationship with God, which means God was there with me through it. And so, I mean, it just it messed me up because it was twofold. It was the Lord reminded me that I sat with you in pain. But now I use people to sit with others in pain and until they get ready to address it, until they get ready to deal with it, until they get ready to let it go, to lay it down, to talk about it, until they're ready to choose healing, mm. I sit with them in pain. Mm. That was powerful to me. Mm. Tell me up. No, that's good. That's and so, but that's who God is. God is a gentleman. He is loving caring and so i'm like whew there's so much more i can say but <laughs> as you were talking about that that was the the next thing that came to mind because god does sit with us in his pain he understands and so i remember like the last probably four or five years when i transitioned into a job four years ago it was um my grandfather was dying from cancer and i remember we got a call that said he's not gonna make it through the night. You need to get here. And so my dad, one of my sisters and I, we drove down probably about four hours. We made it to the hospital. They had just pulled him off life support 15 minutes before we came. I was absolutely devastated. I was angry. I felt so many emotions. But at the same time, I knew that he was no longer suffering. And so that brought me, I can't say joy, but it brought me some peace to know that he wasn't suffering anymore. Yeah. But it was still hard it was so difficult because at this point i'd already lost both of my grandmothers and now i have one grandfather left and so relationships have always been really important to me really vital 
And so losing people was, I, I can call it now, it's, it was a trigger. Losing people was a trigger. And so I, I now, I know now why. Um, and I'm gonna lead up to that. But I would say this, even prior to that, I started thinking about all the people that I had lost and it had been a lot. So this is where 2014 comes in. Let me get back to that. I lost an aunt and just a host of people, but also people who, so I lost them by death, but also lost them by, they were just no longer in my life. Mm. And so the Lord took me on this journey. I would say I, I, journey because that's what people, that's the word people understand. But <laughs> I didn't realize God was healing me until we got towards the end of it. And I was like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what we're doing, God, amen. <laughs> but had lost all these people and I was working with people who were also healing. So talking about work now. God always deals with us when we are working with others. You better believe it. No. Now it's now it's whether or not we listen, are we going to be obedient to what God is saying? But there was so much that God was revealing to me personally in my own life, and God was showing me areas that had not yet been healed. Yeah. And so I was like, "Ooh, okay, what?" God, what are we doing about this? <laughs> like, what's happening? Because that's a little bit of a pain point. That's a little bit of a trigger. What are we doing? Yeah. And so God instructed me to write a list of all the people that I had lost, people who were, I lost, like, people who had died, but then also people who were still alive. It was a long list, y'all. It was a real long list. And so when I really think back, like, even the last couple of years, we just came through the pandemic but I lost a lot of people the last two years. Mm -hmm. And out of all of those deaths, probably only five were actually pandemic deaths. Wow. So I'm talking tragic stuff, like people um, who had committed suicide, people who were found days later in their home. One of them was my aunt, could not get in touch with her, got to the house, she was in her bathroom. We still to this day don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. It's tragic, like mm -hmm. people who died alone, people who weren't sick, couldn't say goodbye. Like it just, it felt so like, Lord, why, yeah. why, why are we here again? Right. And so during that time, like I was really fortunate and blessed to be able to work in a Christian environment where we pray together weekly. And so I'm bringing in all these prayer requests, like, oh, this person died. Oh, I gotta go to this funeral, I gotta sing at this funeral. Just all these different things that were happening for about two years. And there's a scripture that comes to mind that talks about how long, like how long, Lord, will we go through this? How long? And so, but I would say the type of work that I was doing, I was always spending time with God. That's where my strength came from. Yeah. Being in prayer, spending time with the Lord and being around people who loved God and knew God because mm -hmm. they also were my strength. Yeah. And so my, like my situation was unique because I had that kind of support system. Again, community, you need people. You cannot intentionally heal alone. So you need Jesus, first of all, and then you also need other people in your community that are healthy people that you can confide in that can walk with you. Yeah. So important. So, so, so important. And so I'm doing all of this. I'm writing a list and I'm like, I'm boohooing. I'm crying. I'm like, what? All these people, like what is really going on? Right. And so, but there was more. The Lord was like, you're not done yet. Like there's something else. What's your earliest memory of losing someone? Easy. My uncle, I was a little girl super young he was a uh, double amputee he was my favorite person in the world he fascinated me because when you lose something so he lost his legs all the other senses were like heightened mm. and so he always knew when i was coming also he was blind but he always knew when i was coming i'm like how i'm like how <laughs> how oh, yeah. he could hear me and he could smell me when mm. i was coming so favorite person in the world <laughs> Um, and the Lord was like, nope, it's another one. Go, go a little bit further back. I'm like, well, I was super young when he died. So like, what else could it be? And my mom had a miscarriage. So, so we talking about things that like are deeply rooted, things from your childhood, mm -hmm. things that a lot of times we don't even have memory of. Right. We call those repressed memories. Right. Yeah. And so um, it doesn't come up. Sometimes you don't remember until you remember. And anything can trigger that memory. And so I was like, man, that was such a long time ago. But what I didn't realize was that even at that young age, I was probably seven. Mm -hmm. I remembered everything about the day that my mom found out that she was getting ready to miscarry. Everything. The phone call that she made to my dad, hearing her cry, like hearing her have the conversation, remembering that my mom was pregnant. And then the next day she wasn't. Mm -hmm. 
and remembering that we thought we knew that the baby was a boy. We had picked out the name. We were super excited. We couldn't wait to have a brother. Pregnant, no longer pregnant. I was devastated. I was seven. I was dealing with a host of emotions that even I didn't understand. And so that is where the trigger of losing people, I, I, I don't care what. If you told me today that you are moving from Collinsville, you're not coming to Greenville no more, I, like I don't get to see you, it's going to affect me. We're not even, I, I would say like we're not like super, super, super close, right. but I still like. Yeah. I, I can, relationship. Yeah, there's relationship. Yeah, right. And so people leaving, whether alive or people dying, like that has greatly impacted me. Uh-huh my entire life and just now getting to a place at the young tender age of 32 of understanding why that has been so difficult and it went all the way back to seven years old and so we've got things that we are dealing with and carrying for a long time that a lot of times we don't even understand because it's it's from way back when so but it it takes going all the way back that takes work it does take work that took like a year because the lord knew that i couldn't handle all of that at one time yeah it's exhausting it absolutely exhausting and so but give yourself grace because if you're in this season where you're learning about things that have happened to you or things that you've been exposed to whether it's family like it it don't even matter like what the situation is give yourself grace because it's hard Mm -hmm. it's hard to talk about these things it's hard to hear these things And so you're process you're processing it yourself, but then you're also if you're in counseling or if you're talking to a trusted friend, then you also reliving it as you're talking about it. So that's that's a lot. But I just I remember grief getting to a point where it felt it was so heavy that it felt suffocating, Mm. and I felt physical pain at the amount of grief that I had. And so I remember being at church one night, and there was a person who was sharing a testimony about his own grief and own pain and he was a teenager he was a kid and so i remember one of our church leaders standing up and sharing the scripture that talks about jesus bore our griefs and carried our sorrows mm. now we just finished the resurrection sunday amen but i'm gonna tell you i have heard the scripture year after year time and time again and there was something different about the scripture that night because of where i was and the amount of pain that i was in the word of god was literally life to me because the the word of God is alive and it's powerful and it literally has the power to transform us from the inside out. So you think about something that needs to be healed. You can't just heal it surface level on the outside. It's got to be healed from the inside out. And so that is what the word of God did when that scripture was read. Like it it was life. And so the weight of grief, I would say that is where I found freedom and wholeness that night. Now it didn't mean that I was no longer grieving because I was, but it didn't have a hold on me, if that made sense. Yeah. And so I was able to actually grieve. Like I felt stuck. I felt like I was in a place where I was just going throughout life, just moving through life, doing what I had to do. Cause you know, we got an adult, you got to do all the things. Did you feel like you were numb? Like you couldn't really feel anything? I was getting to that place. Yes. Like almost to the point where it was, I was being desensitized Mm -hmm. by grief. Mm And yeah. so it, I just almost like was no longer feeling it. Like I knew that I was grieving. I knew that I had lost yeah. people, but it was like, I, I can't take no more of this. Like at some point you just stopped caring about it. And stopped feeling. Yeah. So, but I so desperately needed wholeness. I so desperately needed to be free from what it was that I was dealing with. And so again, I know not everyone listening believes in God but like i'm literally a testimony of what god can do so i say this all the time i make these facebook posts and just recently one of my recent facebook posts was spending time in prayer regulates your emotions Mm. so i dare you to try jesus Mm. so i'll say that to y'all whether you believe or not i dare you to try jesus Mm. like god has been so faithful to me and i've experienced wholeness in the last really like year and a half and it has absolutely blown my mind yeah i feel like also like even when you're not like in that place like where you want god in your life i think there there is times where almost almost everybody questions that like is this something i 
believe in is this something I don't believe in mm-hmm. and also it's like I feel like there's a lot of places a lot of people run away from God and he never stops chasing you man and I've, I've experienced that so much in my life Oof. like just like the fact that you're here right now saying everything that you're <laughs> saying is crazy because this is like this is why I love the podcast too because this is like I feel like the place that God shows up for me personally the most mm. so like the fact that like some of the, like some of the conversations that we ha- we have like I didn't realize I needed to hear the things that came out of my own mouth sometimes mm-hmm. you know it's like I say things like we'll say things on here that I like I was like oh I didn't even know that I like, <laughs> that. like, that, yeah. like sometimes it's you like, don't know what's in you until you're yeah. put in a position where you're where you talk about it yeah mm-hmm. and it's like I used like I've like been in like a season that was like I I wrestle with God so much but it's like in a way he's always winning it's like you never mm. really can win the battle with him. Mm. It's crazy. It's a whole message also in itself. Sorry. Amen. God is sovereign and he knows what we need because he created us. Yeah. And so he knows we, what we stand in need of even before we know. Right. Even if we don't come to him, right. he's always pursuing us. Yeah. Because right. we've been created for a relationship with him. So it's simple. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's my brain because I, because honestly, I be so I've been, I've been saying her name wrong this whole time. It's, it's gonna be <laughs> so it's charity, not chastity. But I was just like, don't you do it? Don't you do it? I just wanted to. You've think. been saying that this whole time. I, no, not not practice. Don't say chastity. But I was just like, like <laughs> I was wrestling. But I didn't I didn't want to take the seriousness away from this conversation. Amen. Yeah. She has been absolutely fantastic. Thank like, you. Thank you so much. I just want to honor you. Say thank you so much. For yeah, we, we're sharing, very grateful. Your transparency for and your love and your faithfulness to God. Thank you. Because you took time to give Him credit through the whole thing. Absolutely. But also, you were honest because whether you believe in God, whether you want to try God or not, there is so much life in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the grace. That's the grace about God. Is even though you don't believe Him or trust Him or whatever it is, whatever it may be, He is offering you life every day. Yeah. So once again, go back, listen to, rewind this podcast and hear the things that she's saying, whether it's creating a journal about the pain that you're going through. Yeah. Having the right community to help you navigate the pain. Having mentors, having people with like-minded space, but also maturity levels. Yes. Having courage and boldness. Like, this is what healing is about. Yeah. It's about having courage. It's about community. It's about being honest and being humble about where you are. Yeah. And being gracious to yourself. Having yeah. patience. Yeah. But it's also about Jesus. Mm. It is. That honesty piece. Dude, I was about to say something about that, too. That's Man, crazy. that honesty, you got to be honest with where you are. Yes. If you're not honest, like, there's no way you're making out on the other side of that. You're not. Like, you're not going to make it on the other side of whatever the situation is. Right. So, if you can be honest with yourself. Right. I'm not even saying be honest with nobody else. But if you can be honest with yourself, right. grab you that journal Write it out. This between you and what goes on that paper. Be honest with yourself because if you're not, freedom. I say that like I've said this before on the podcast. Like the first step to healing is like acknowledging the fact that you're broken. That's that's right. The fact that like you need help. Yeah. And like, cause if yeah. you can't like if you can't acknowledge it, then how are you gonna put the work in? That's right. Cause that is like that is the first step. Yeah. You do have to acknowledge the the place that you're in. And please don't let it get to this. Like some people take forever. <sighs> some people take literally forever to be like, "All right, I give up. I'm broken." Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't let it get to that limit where you're at the end of your at, at the end of your wits. Because yeah, that's, that's when it's dangerous. Because we live we live our life in this this facade. Yeah. Of oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. I don't need any help. I'm fine. I can do it myself. And before you know it, you are at the you are running thin on life mm-hmm. and this is where it gets scary this is where i don't want to speak out of ignorance but in my, in my perspective like when we stop when we get to, when we just let it all just when we stop being honest about where we are this is where suicide happens this mm-hmm. is where oh, yeah. bad things happen to yeah. people because we hold it in they become hopeless and become hopeless and it's like if 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 there's no hope what do i have is yeah. is this all that life is, is that's where those questions start coming in that's where the suicidal thoughts and ideations come in 
and that's real and i think people even struggle to say that i'm having suicidal thoughts i understand that's difficult to say to own up to man i'm actually thinking about ending my life there is no shame in that no there's zero shame yeah be honest find a trusted person be honest yeah i think one thing that like especially when it comes to like the suicidal thoughts and like feeling like that is like the letting people help you part yeah like, because like when i was in that season of my life and like deidre and paul and all of them were trying to help me i just i just i just want to cuss everybody out all the time like mm-hmm. and i mean sometimes i I'm, I'm not suicidal anymore but like i'm still i still have the broken mindset sometimes that i did when i was mm-hmm. suicidal like mm-hmm. where i just like nobody cares like no one's gonna understand what i'm sick like what i'm feeling or mm-hmm. where i am in my life and and i don't care that you want to help me i don't need your help that like going back to what she said in the beginning about mm-hmm. like me like going off on her it, it's just that like that broken mindset of i don't need you i don't need your help because you can't help me because mm-hmm. i can't mm-hmm. be helped and like mm-hmm. like just like to anyone listening like if you feel that way like that's not that's not reality like at the yeah. end of the day like we need people and the only way for you to really stop feeling that way is to allow people to like minister to you and like help you and speak to you and encourage you and and like actually like be there for you yeah because what's the like again like what's the point if we just don't have people in our lives like she was saying like having community having people in your life like letting people in is really important and i know it's hard and it's 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 not letting people in is based off of fear but Mm -hmm. sometimes you just gotta break the wall down and sometimes like people like most of the time people let you down yeah like don't yeah don't don't let that stop you from going keep moving forward yeah i mean you in life we fail a hundred percent of the time we fail in tests we fail in relationships we fail all the time uh-huh. so don't let people failing you keep you from finding people that you need to find yeah that's good, that's thank good you, y'all jesus. thank you jesus yeah all right so miss charity yeah. yeah. This thing called the Take It With You. Okay. What you got for us? Girl? I got two scriptures. All right. Bet, All right. Romans 8, 18. I do not know what version this is, but it says, the pain you have been feeling can't compare to the joy that is coming. Mm. And that is something that I have experienced. Like, despite the pain, there are so many things I didn't even touch on. Mm. But, like, not even just grief, like failed relationships or relationships ending and not understanding the why, mm-hmm. but God was always there. And so, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's another scripture. Amen. Can you read that Romans 18? I sure can. Romans 8, 18. The pain you have been feeling can't compare to the joy that is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this next one, also a scripture, is 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10. This is an amplified version. Now, this told me up the other day. It says, but he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. So I am well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, and with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. No matter what we go through in life, God is always there, giving us exactly what we need. Like all those years of loss and grief and pain that I was going through. God was there. Like there was still strength. There was still joy in the suffering. There was still peace in the chaos because of my relationship with God. It's all tied to, it's all tied to him. Like the people in my life, I had great people, I had great support systems, but at the end of the day, it was because of my relationship with him why there was peace in chaos because I had there was a lot of chaos going on, y'all. But peace can only come from God. So, that's what I would leave you with today. Mm. Yeah. Oh. We really appreciate you coming on here. I'm glad y'all asked. Yeah, this was awesome. It was perfect. Thank um, you. You have anything else you want to say? 
You look like it. Tawan processing over here. He, he gonna be journaling tonight, y'all. Hey, I got a forty-five minute drive home. Just, oh, talk to Jesus. Just know. I'm telling you. Just know. He, he gonna he gonna reveal yeah, even more. Like, mm. hey, look, yeah, I gotta talk to you, son. <laughs> so I got something to talk to you about, son. Hey, look. So I experienced the Lord a lot in the car, a whole lot, cause hey. I, I I traveled a lot going back and forth between yeah. Greenville and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That the Lord met me in my car multiple times. Mm. I'm telling you, there were times where that that the saying Jesus take the wheel that was real real. Cause when you crying. And you drive in an hour, that is that that ain't good. <laughs> the Lord was with me. <laughs> I'm so telling funny. you. But the Lord speaks to us. Yeah. He wants to talk to us. Yeah. So it don't matter where you are. In the car. I'm a shower guy. I was just gonna say I, I actually just me and Jesus be in the shower together. I'm telling you. That sounded really weird, me and Jesus be in the shower together. But he is with me everywhere I go. Yeah. I just watched a sermon from Mike Todd that's, uh, it was the 10 ways that uh, God's like tries to like speak to you. And it was like, so it was so many different like things, but it, it was so like, it was so real. He, one of them was nature. And I was like, that's absolutely because like, he one, created it all. Yeah, that's one of the things like for me, like yeah. where I feel like I really like can like uh, understand and like feel that God's real because I spend a lot of time just, I, if you look at my phone, I literally, everything <laughs> on my phone is probably pictures or videos of just the sky <laughs> and it just like just because i just have so much like appreciation for that because it's like yeah. it's so complex and like yes like we it's like we don't understand it, don't it i mean we can yeah. take a science class all we want but like we're never going to truly understand, understand the it. complexities of nature yeah because god created it that's why it points to him yeah. as the creator yeah, we need to wrap up before we're here for two Sav. hours Sav <laughs> and i post that the link of mike todd in the description Oh, I definitely will. Oh, well, if I there. well, if she, uh, if she remembers, it, it's here now, so I will remember. But as we wrap up, we do always like to let our um, guests give their Instagrams if they'd like to give their Instagram. So you can share that right now if you'd like. Oh, my Instagram is locked. <laughs> oh, you don't have to share it if you don't want to. It's locked. You it's like no, I mean like it's private. Oh, oh yeah, well, I, you don't have to share it if you don't want. To. Okay, no, I'm not gonna share it. <laughs> okay, but I, I would say this: if, if, if they, <laughs> I would say like if there's somebody who like wants to get in touch to like have further conversation, however they reach out to you, like you can get to me. Okay, mm, okay, that's what's up. yeah. So yeah. if good. you guys would yeah. like to reach out to, I Jared, believe in safety as well, amen. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys would like to reach out to Charity, you can reach out to us at the recommends podcast and we will reach out to her for you guys um so other than that that this is us wrapping up the episode we're very grateful that charity has came on and spoke with us and you guys um and we hope to see you guys coming on for the next couple of episodes um as always much love and we will talk to you guys next time yeah bye